Hi, this is Tony Bellamy for another episode of uh, Just Coolin' the Podcast, a, a new thing as we continue with the new music out here and uh, JustCoolin.com, which is where hip-hop meets bebop and bebop meets hip-hop. I'm Tony Bellamy. Um, this is this is what we're doing. And on today's show, uh, you probably recognize the music of Miles Davis with Blues Papablo, a ranger, Gil Evans. And Miles Davis, why Miles? Uh, that's a question. Why, why was Miles? Why was it Miles everything in jazz? Uh, a question I always ask myself because I used to see all these pictures. When it comes to jazz, you see a picture of Miles. And uh, if there was a guy that had um, what do you call uh, branding before branding was known, uh, Miles Davis had all of that. Uh, Miles Davis was born in St. Louis, uh, son of a dentist. He was an upper-class kid and came to New York and went to the school, uh, the Juilliard School of Music, and he was a trumpet player, just to give you background. Um, when Miles arrived, uh, he, he played with everyone, uh, from Dizzy Gillespie to Charlie Parker, um, and, you know, it was one of the many musicians that were the trumpeters of, of that day getting into the bebop era, uh, going into hard bop. Now, why I say why Miles? There were many great trumpet players at that time. It was uh, Kenny Durham, of course, Dizzy Gillespie, the father of innovative bebop, um, Donald Byrd, Kenny Durham, uh, Roy Eldridge, um, uh, Blue Mitchell, uh, and of course, Lee Morgan. And I'm jumping a little bit ahead, you know, going into the 60s and 70s. But the question I always ask myself, you know, why Miles? Why was Miles picked with all of these great trumpet players that were going on, that was happening at the time? Um, and, and I and I found that out why Miles was because I would guess say Miles was a businessman as well, as well as a great innovator, a guy who always looked forward, and that was his thinking. Um, he found with the bebop movement, uh, that was something he really, really couldn't play. So, you know, he found his own tune sound, and that sound was holding notes, uh, a low tone, and, and not as fast as bop. Uh, Miles even had some things to say about bebop and why he went that way. He, he said his music was more listenable um, than what Bird and Dizzy was doing. He said Bird and Diz was playing that real fast uh, thing that was, if you weren't a fast listener, you couldn't match the humor or, or feeling in their music. He said their musical sound wasn't sweet. This is coming from Miles from his autobiography, okay? And Bebop didn't have, now get ready for this, this didn't come from me now. Um, but he said it, Bebop didn't have the humanity of Duke Ellington. And so it was it was too hardcore, all right? And um, so he, he came out with his own sound, which is called The Birth of Cool. Now... There's a whole thing about birth of cool and cool sound. And that actually came from um, uh, the saxophonist um, uh, Lester Young, who was known for his own language of jazz. Matter of fact, when Miles first came to New York, if I digress a little bit, uh, he called Miles Midget, you know, <laughs> you know, which Miles found very derogatory. But uh, that's what he thought of Miles. But he, you know, as size-wise, but musically-wise, he, he thought Miles was going to be a great trumpet player. Now, now, as I said before, you know, 
Miles was was different. When people heard that, and and they pushed Miles as the star of the uh, of the whole birth of cool thing. So he became a symbol of that. And you know, Miles was a star. He had the look, and it. The white audience, for the first time, was like listening to jazz and say, "Hey, you know, that's the way to go." You know, it was, you know, it wasn't this hardcore all black thing uh, that um, they couldn't really, really listen to. But when they heard the birth of Cool, Gil Evans, Jerry Mulligan, and 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 uh, the Party Rangers and John Lewis. And by the way, John Lewis and Jerry Mulligan never, ever, ever got hardly any of the. Um, residuals to that album and and matter of fact neither did Gil Evans uh, uh, even though he helped write some of that music um, it was all Miles so Miles got to be the star of uh, this whole Birth of Cool so when you, you saw jazz um, and it had become more mainstream now with the um, with the audience upcoming this cool music this Birth of Cool and that whole movement of even cool came from the 1920s 1930s, if I may I digress. But, um, you know, it, it was interesting to see how Miles had now become the symbol of jazz. And all those great trumpet players that I mentioned, Donald Byrd, Kenny Dorham, um, uh, Fats Navarro, Dizzy Gillespie, uh, okay, um, uh, you know, even um, uh, uh, Freddie Hubbard, these guys, uh, and then Lee Morgan coming along too, and Clifford Brown, Clifford Brown, man. Whew. You know, these cats never got the light that Miles, but Miles was being that he mixed his band with white people, and that was that was a cool thing. Nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, someone was picked as a star, and that guy was Miles Davis. We'll be right back after this, and we'll continue with more talking about Miles Davis and why Miles. <laughs> 